Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to NRL Fantasy Analysis, everyone. Here we are for another video. We're going to be going through all the interesting options that I have come up with here in the Roosters, the Broncos, the Dogs, and also the Cowboys. So I'm going to start off with the Roosters. And then thanks again for, for coming back in so early to these videos, guys. I really appreciate it. We're starting off with Luke Keery, and he's someone who started really, really well last year. He moved from the sixth position to the seven and really took over the team and, and played, played really well before he did his ACL. Unfortunately, I gained about 150k in price rise just for the you know the sheer volume of crisis and and how many times he ran the ball personally and, and you know how many times it went to his right side. The kicking was there in terms of his kick meters, um, and this year you know off the back of of that good gameplay for that first few months, he comes in at uh, at 750k and and the main unfortunate thing with this is obviously the price tag in in the, in the early 600s last year. He was a really good buy for people to pick him up from the top. Right here, you're hoping for him to be, you know, keep a long term, a 55 to 65 type of player, and the worry here is, is how much upside do we see? You know, uh, who's going to play on his left? Is it going to be Walker? Is it going to be Hutchison? Who's it going to be? And are they going to take more of a prominent role than what Lachlan Lamb did last year? That's going to be the question. You know, coming into a season being, you know, very much at keeper level price, and having that unknown next year. Because if it is Walker, he's going to be improving. For example. Uh, he's going to demand a bit more of the ball, and he's got you know you'd have Crichton on the left. Um, he'd still have a few attacking weapons on that side, so there'd be every reason for them to go left as well. And obviously, Kiri can come over and play that side as well. But that's something to think about. And if he's going to be the lead kicker, we're going to see a little bit of reduction in points based on that. So Kiri's probably someone that I think that uh, I'd probably leave at this point, just because I think there being a few more op- a few more better options in the half position to start us off. Next guy I'll talk about is Lindsay Collins, and he had an awesome start to the year last year. I'll actually pop up his stats um, through that first period. And, and coming in at 641k, you're looking for him to be a keeper if you're picking him up in your side. Somewhere you know, about 100k undervalued would be the goal. The question will be, can he get there? So we have a look at the, his start last year. He obviously played only six rounds there, you know, 61, a 64, and a 60 as his three best scores, and then two... Uh, and then and then two scores of, of lower value at 31 and 38 with a 49 in there as well. And you've got to you know, pay attention to the one 
try that he had for sure, and one game he had a couple of try assists. But you know, if you're looking at his just his um his base stats there, you know, every game, even those low lower minute games, is in the mid twenties in tackles and always over a hundred meters. So there's the ability there for him to get a few tackle breaks, which are worth a little bit less this year. But I think for him, he's such an important player in the Queensland setup. You know, if he's there last year, obviously, you know, things might be a little bit different. You know, him and Welch up, up front being able to, to to play their best games, obviously, without Welch, um, you know, getting, uh, getting sorry, getting a head knock and, and, and getting and missing out on that first game. Um, you know, I think Collins could really help him out in the park there. So he's obviously a really important player in the Roosters' setup. Got the, got the start over Hargraves, you know, last year. Um, but yeah, I think he definitely has the ability to be a 50-point player. He'd probably have to play a few more minutes. I'd want him to play somewhere around the 50-plus. The you can see what he did in those first two games, getting 51 and 63 minutes. So that's something to think about. You know, those last two games, 41 and 37 minutes, isn't enough. So at that price point, I'm probably going to leave him for now. But I think he's really, um, really interested, uh, really interesting at this point. Someone that's a little bit more interesting at a slightly cheaper price is Paul Monroski at 466. So you look at his scoring at the back end of last year, it was a really poor finish. He started really well. And the, good, the thing is with him, he's going from a team in the Panthers that were really good to a team in the Roosters that are going to be good as well. So in terms of that production and the try scoring, I don't see it uh, changing too much. He might actually score a lot more tries moving to the Roosters depending on uh, on which side he's going to play. I'd imagine he's going to be on the left with Joey on the right. So um, yeah, Walker, a few, a few, a few tries this too. Momorowski would be ideal, but you see those really, really good keeper scores at the top, and then he heads to the back end of the year there, and you know two tries, the thirty and thirty-one, just not getting as much ball, not running from you know over hundred meters other than the one time, and and just not scoring as well, and that just dropped him, dropped his price down a fair bit. So if you think that he can be a centre uh, keeper, you know we're looking at in the in the Roosters side, the only time you see them having a centre keeper is when you have superstars like Latrell and and Joey Manu. You know, even the, you know, they're absolute freaks in this game. So I don't think Momrossi is as good as that. But would you be able to see him, you know, priced around that forty mark? You know, about a hundred k underpriced. I think you can. Um, but again, it's probably a little bit too high of a price to to go for him when you have other guys that you know you could look at in the center position, like a Ewan Aitken or a Matt Burton or something like that. So someone to think about if you're interested. But I probably will steer clear at this point. Um, and then we move on to someone like Just Justice Sawali, who's obviously the young gun coming up at 350k, and you got the dual position. He's going to be playing on the wing. So, do you want to splash out that extra 100k for a guy that has the potential to do okay? We're not sure what he's going to be. Will he end up being a 500k player? Will he just score 30s? You know, if he scores 30s, it's a little bit undervalued, but it's not worth it. And 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 are you going to want to start him in your side? That's going to be the question. You know, secondly, if he does get a lot of ball. Um, and a lot of tries, and he, he might be able to be like that 40k player. But he's someone that, to me, um, just on the stats and, and to the eye, wasn't wasn't a super hard worker out of trouble, like um, like a Morris is and those types of players for the Roosters. So that's something to think about um, with Joseph. But he's definitely going to have a stretch at some point during the year where he scores really well. So keep him in mind. But yeah, not sure on any of those Roosters players at the moment. But they're definitely um, of interest to me. I move to the Broncos and Payne Haas. I think is a really, really good captaincy option. He's going to be a gun for the year. We speak about these guys in the 750-plus range, and, and really, you just want them to be able to at least do their job in terms of stay at that price point. And if you're picking anything, you know, 700 you know, from this price onwards, you're looking to captain them. It's going to be very hard to keep multiple guys at this price point 
in your team, especially with the reduced cap. So, you know, you've got Cleary and Trebojevic, for example, at over a million. Um, you'd be very hard-pressed to get both of them in your side. Very hard-pressed to get any in your side if you're looking for a balanced team. Um, you might have to pick one just as captaincy, but if you can't, then I think Payne Haas is going to be great. You know, he's a leader in an improving team. You know, there's a chance he gets more attacking stats. And, yeah, so from what I said there, I'd probably expect him to be priced around 750 to 900k throughout the year. Up or down, depending on certain games, or if he gets a 90 or 100, he can he can bump up the price. Um, but, yeah, he's going to be a great captaincy option. The team's going to be better, so I think he'll do very well. Reynolds is someone that I think he has a little bit of value. 613k, he comes a little bit... You know, a fair bit under that 50, um, 50 average. And for me, I think in this team, he's going to have uh, a lot more of a, a role. You know, he could be pro- it could be parked next to Albert Kelly or Tyson Gamble, these types of guys. And, and if you're comparing that to his partner at the Rabbitohs with Cody Walker, who's going to have their hands on the ball more? Reynolds, obviously, in this, in this case. Um, and it would have been split a little bit more in the, in the Bunnies team with Reynolds kind of taking over the game. But, you know, how, how, how many tries did Johnson score on, off the back of, you know, Walker's side? So... Reynolds in this team, he's going to obviously kick a lot more than, than he normally would. Um, he's obviously got the goal kicking, which is going to be great. And I think just more more chances at Trisis, which will be great for Reynolds. Um, he's obviously a super important player to this team. Um, yeah, he's just going to be in complete control. And, and he seems very safe to me at a 613k. We'll, we'll see how it all shakes out and how many half options there are, because I think there are a, a decent amount. Um, be someone that's really reliable, doesn't miss many games, uh, yeah, he just sort of ha- he just sort of, sort of hovers around that around that fifty average for most years, and it'll be interesting to see if that changes at all moving to the Broncos. And I, I think he's still got a bunch, you know, three to four really good years left um, before he might slow down. So yeah, that's that with Reynolds for someone that hasn't had too many big injuries. Move to Kirk Capewell at five hundred eleven k, that hundred k cheaper than Reynolds, and has the ability to score very well but he's very volatile you know he's very much someone who's going to score a try and pick up 70 and then and then have a pretty quiet game as he's someone that doesn't have I don't know I was going to say he doesn't have high work ethic he's very much someone who picks his spot so he's a very important player if you're looking at a um, you know a player that's going to play origin or something like that he's very much an impact kind of edge player can hit hard um, can score you know score really good tries the question for me here is is him playing 80 minutes. So he's going to get an extra sort of 15 minutes on his average for the year. So that, that provides a little bit of upside there for sure. The question will be, does his work ethic increase? You know, will he score as many tries as he did last year? You know, he scored more than Momorowski, if I'm just going off, off a glance. Um, but yeah, how many... How many, sorry, yeah, how, how many extra points do we think he's going to get? Like, is he going to be a 50-point player? If you want to pick him up at 511, I think he has to be that 50-point edge player especially when you can't get him in the centres. So, Capewell is a question mark. I think he's going to be a decent option. Is he going to be a knock, you know, knock it out of the park option? I don't think so, but um, I think he's fairly safe along with Reynolds. Reynolds being a little bit more consistent and Capewell having that ability to maybe get close to getting 200k, but I think Reynolds has more like a 100k. But Capewell has every chance of hanging around that price or around that 550, 600 and being sort of a waste of a pickup at that price at the start of the season. So, that's that there on the Broncos side and we move to the dogs and someone who I'm actually surprisingly interested in I think is a really consistent and solid option is TPJ so Tevita Pangai Jr got the dual position the mid and the edge which is great at 668k so he's a little bit under that sort of you know keeper price point which is ideal for someone who I think is going to increase their minutes big time as an overall so he's someone that got heaps of short minute games 
a uh, bunch of short ones in the starting lineup, a bunch of short ones off the bench, and then you know playing some off the bench for the Panthers when he moved there. But he did play really, really well when he moved to that system, and I hope that you know him and his in his discipline is is much more improved moving to the Dogs now after having that stint with the Panthers. I think it's going to be really helpful for him. And that's all we can hope for if we're looking to pick him up. Because the main worry here is going to be uh, the suspensions. Um, you know, with, with it being so full on, the way they were refereeing last year, that's something that we have to think about. Is that going to continue with TPJ? Um, is it going to continue in the league in general? I think it obviously relaxed a lot, a lot more after that initial, um, you know, if you hit them in the head, you're, you're gone kind of thing. The big one for him is going to be offloads. He's someone that offloads three to four times a game. And with the with the new rule of going, you know, four points of it going to hand, I think he's going to pick up sort of, you know, four to six points extra, just off that, for example. Um, and he's obviously going to miss a little bit on the tackle bus, so it might weigh itself out to be slightly even. But I feel like for him, he's a seven hundred to eight hundred k keeper. So for me, he seems fairly safe and fairly solid as a guy that could get you some really big scores in the seventies and eighties, and hopefully a base somewhere around the forty five to fifty mark would be ideal. All right, and the last one with the dogs is going to be Matty Burton. So the center and half jewel is going to be the important one here. And there's a few guys that you know, can potentially pick in the center position at a higher price here that you could um, set as keepers for the year. I think that's really, really cool. Obviously, we need to work on the balance of the side. But Burton, if he's moving over to the Bulldogs, he's going to be the dominant half. And, and I think that gives him about 100K under value. As a, pros- as a proposition there. So, you know, think about some of the up- upside here. Dogs, he's, he's moving from the Panthers to the Dogs. Not ideal, right? But when, just think of all the games that Burton really gets a chance to play in the halves. He's usually playing with a reduced team uh, when the, all the guys are out with Origin. So let's compare that Panthers scene. They weren't winning too many games. And when they did, it was on the back of some Burton brilliance. So if he's moving to the Dogs side, they're going to be a better team, Right. Uh, he's got a few more weapons around him. He can he can kick to an auto car. He can um, he can hit TPJ short. There's a few different things that Burton can do in this side, and I think they're going to be better. Will they be a top eight team? Probably not. They might be like that Tigers level eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, but that's better. They may, they're going to be getting some wins. They're going to score more points. It's going to be a little bit better for the dogs. So I think Burton can do really well. If he's sitting next to Avarillo, then I think the Burton's going to be definitely the dominant half. Avarillo using more as a running half. We'll see how we go. But there's going to be lots of different um, center options and, and keeper options around this um, around this price point and a little bit cheaper. So, you know, Burton, someone, if he can fit in, I think he's going to do really well and he'd be a little bit undervalued and very safe. Like, you're not going to see him, um, you know, like, like most centers, get no tries and get 20 or get a try and get 60. You know, he's going to be uh, scoring a lot of different ways, which would be ideal. And then move to the Cowboys. So there are a few guys to talk about. Tamalolo being one of them at 620k. My, my thoughts with him are is he can't go much worse than last year. He's obviously had a bunch of years in a row when he's one of the best middle forwards in the game. So you can think about that coming into this year. The question with him is, is he right from his injuries? Is his role still going to be lower minutes? Was his role lower minutes because he's coming off a few injuries? Like he just kept breaking his hands. Obviously both sides, I think he did two, three in the end. Um, so yeah, so many injuries... Yeah, a bit of an issue coming in, into the preseason, into the start of season last year. Um, I'm hoping, as a Cowboys fan, that we see, and for my sanity, that we see some vintage Tamalolo, and he can go back to those uh, barnstorming runs and, and, and big runs there. And the odd offload would be ideal. Um, so at 620k, I don't see much downside, but I hope, I suppose, for anyone who decides to pick him up, that he has a fair bit of upside and he can get back to that 750k, 800k. Um, yeah, you wouldn't see him going any lower than that with uh, a fresh preseason and, and hopefully a, um, 
you know, some some will in himself to to push to get back to to where he was, you know, because it only it was only the year before that he was classed as you know close to the best forward in the game. So, is he has he fallen off a cliff? I don't think he's old enough, anywhere near old enough to to do that. Um, and he'll have to adjust a little bit to the to how the game was played. I think for sure, um, you know, with the game being a little bit more of a ball playing thirteen role, maybe he plays a little bit through the middle, plays a bit more of the pain half type of role. I think he's gonna have to adjust, but we'll see how that goes. Secondly, here we've got the, the Chad Townsend-Tom Dearden combination here. I'm just going to be watching. Uh, they're at a weird price at 5.25. That I feel like if you know they'll be splitting the role. And if one of them happens to get injured, you know the other, the other person is going to be getting the reins to the team. Um, you've got uh, Valentine, who will be kicking goals, so you won't have to... You don't have to think about that, which is slightly annoying if you're looking at these guys. But, yeah, I definitely think they've got upside if one of them get injured, gets injured and they play with Drinkwater and he plays at six. So interesting, interesting to see where Drinkwater plays or if um, if he does get a game and um, Dearden or Townsend is on the sidelines, it'll be very interesting. But, yeah, I'm just going to be watching for the trials um, as to what their role is going to be. And then Lukey. So he's a very, very interesting one to me. I think at the price point, he's a very, very good option. And, and there's a great chance that he's going to be starting. I feel like the Cowboys need a little bit of spark in their side. And he came in and, and did a really, really good job last year in limited minutes for the most part. But if he's getting that starting role in about 60 minutes, I'd say he's between 100 and 200K undervalued. You know, to get you know, 60 minutes there, we're looking at a score of at least 40, right? If he gets 40, then he's going to be up in that you know, mid 500s to 600 mark. If you get the odd try, then you can hopefully get him closer to a 50 average. In a Cowboy side that isn't going to be very good, that is the worry that he um, starts for a little bit and then gets dropped, for example, or he gets put back to the bench or they change his role or, or things change on this team. You know, If they're not going to be very good, there's going to be a bunch of missed tackles and he could be a part of that. So let's just hope that he's the type of player like Lolo was coming through and he just stands out above the pack. And I think there's an opportunity for that because he is very talented um, so for me, yeah, high talent price, player at a nice price, some attacking upside, he runs the ball a lot, so he's always over 100 metres. For me, that's a bunch of ticks there, and I think he's going to be probably a staple in my side if he gets that starting spot. So there you go, there's a few interesting ones in there, guys, across those four teams, the Cowboys, Dogs, Broncos, and the Roosters. I hope you got a lot, a lot of value out of that, guys, and, and it just helps with your with your thinking. As you're going through these you know, updated team lists, for example, as the types of guys you're looking for, and, and who you should um, be thinking about putting in your side. And, and a lot of it's to do with the makeup of the team as well. I've mentioned that it looks like there's going to be a bunch of different good half options and possibly a few different um, keeper centers. So it be interesting to see um, yeah, where you're going to place your money. And I'd probably be looking more about that at the moment and then going, okay, well, I'm probably going to need a cash cow in this position or a couple, um, and then being able to fill up your bench as well. But obviously got a long time to go before... Start of the season, still a couple of months, but I hope you're enjoying these videos, guys. I appreciate you very much for coming and watching these. Uh, please do like, hit subscribe. I would really appreciate that, and we'll catch you in our next video, team. Have a good one. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.